All right, everyone, we are back for another week of Mega Sheen. What is going on, people? I'm Nick. I'm Victor. And we're here to talk about everything that is cool and hot and sexy and trash <laughs> in the geek gay community. Uh, so that's us this week. How are you doing, Nick? I am doing, um, I'm still busy. Um, May and June are going to be hell, you know, as far as dancing, choreography, auditioning. Um, but, you know, say la vie, I can do it. I have been uh, randomly, this. you remember that song, Original Sin by Taylor Dane? Kind of. That song has been going through my mind, like, constantly. And I think it was on that movie, The Shadow. Hmm. And it was like a, it was like the opening, the main theme song to that movie. But if you haven't heard that song, Taylor Dane sings her whole white ass off on that song. <laughs> and she's already got a big ass voice any damn way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going back to that song. Um, I had to break down and go back to Time Warner Cable or Spectrum or whatever the fuck they want to be called because I can't <laughs> deal with I had uh, I had Roku mm-hmm. um, and I had Sling and I didn't like Sling because I think I thought it was kind of shit yeah um, so I'm going back to them only when they have this promotional thing and then I'll probably switch off to somebody else see that's funny because I'm going on Roku I'm giving up Cable to go on <laughs> because I feel like uh, I want to because I feel like I'm, I'm paying you know the, you pay a lot a month and I'm like if you buy this one thing you can watch stuff and it has like well you can get HBO Go like you can get right. that so I might you know shell out that extra 80 something or 60 something dollars and just do that because I'm tired of because that's a one time deal so you don't have to pay 200 a month you just like okay I pay this 80 dollars and that's right that's it so that's funny that you're, you go in there. I'm leaving there. <laughs> it's crazy. Some of these, and we'll touch base on this in some of our topics on Unmaced Tea, but some of these, these cable providers, they are trying to milk every penny from the consumers. And then once you cut the cable, you go to these these other streaming services, and then they try to nickel and dime you too. It's so it's like you can't get away from it. I know, and then I love the fact that some cable companies be like, "Oh, are you leaving? Well, we we can offer this." I'm like, "You should have offered that when I was here." So don't offer, right. don't try to do it when I'm about to walk out the door. But you know that's how it is. People gotta make money, and and that's you know people gotta make money, and they're willing to sacrifice whatever they need to do. Like you know, Shea Moisture, like Shea Moisture is, you know, willing to <laughs> sacrifice their clientele to get new clientele so that's funny because i was thinking about that the other day and i was like here i you know i just shelled out twelve dollars for the leave in conditioner and then i'm like okay but i get what they're doing but since my adult because i'm like you can be like pantene pantene has two types they have the white people and they have people of color that's what they uh-huh. could have done but mm. well how are you doing I'm doing good. Um, let's see. Working on, um, I decided to maybe do a Patreon for Strange Lore, the next chapter. Um, I paid for the first volume, which is expensive. So comics, making comics is expensive, folks. So I am going to probably do a Patreon. I've been back and forth. I've, everything is written out, ready to go. I'm just like sitting here waiting to punch the button. <laughs> to release it. Um, and then I've been working on my horror script um, called Bedtime Story, which has a black woman lead. And yes, I'm not a woman, and I know there's some there's some issues with a male writing a woman, but trust, I will let women look at it to make sure that that makes sense. Because whatever input they got, I'm going to take it. So yeah, I'm doing that. And, you know, I'm doing good. Um... Gotta get ready for this con season. And Listen, oh my god, it's just coming up. It is, and already, well, we submitted some, um, some, some, some sessions or some panels for Comic Con, and if we get in, we're in. Um, so I'm excited about that, and I will talk more about that in the future. You know, hopefully it gets accepted, because if it does, it'll be the first of its kind. Um, so I'm excited for that, but just getting ready for that. 
have to put money aside because you know you go to Comic Con. You this is not like you're going to your friend's house. <laughs> this is a trip. Right. And I'm only three it's, hours away, so it's still a trip. So I'm just saying. And speaking of cons, I don't know if you've heard, but Universal <laughs> Fan Con is about to go down next year. It is, and it's going to be like the most premier con um, of all cons. And people are going to be talking about it. And if you have not heard about it or getting your money together for it, then you are missing. We tell you now to get information because this is coming up. So you need to start saving a little 5 little $10 here and there. You know, hustle, street hustle. Um, right. Charge a little bit more for those alley, you know, blowjobs. Do what you need to do because um, this is about to be the deal. And so don't be, don't be the girls missing out and then hearing about it on Twitter and you're going to be mad. Be the right. girls that, you know, I save my money, you up here chilling with all of us having a great time. So I'm just saying. Tickets go on sale the 27th. Mm-hmm. So in two days, they in go in. Well, once this drops, it'll be one day. But mm-hmm. you, you better get your money right and get these tickets. And like we said, get information because it is going down. And Universal Fan Con, we got guests already lined up. Uh, Orlando Jones, Phil Lamar. It's going to be good. It's just going to be awesome. And, and I can't wait. And there's more to come, too. So, you know, we, we have, like, over a year out almost. Well, about a year out. So I'm just saying y'all don't want to miss it. Again, get these coins together. You don't want to be the one sitting behind there pouting because you wasn't a part of it. It's going to be people right. of color, creatives, queer. Everybody's going to be there. So don't don't be that odd person out. Be odd, but don't be out of it. That's what I'm saying. Right, you can be all in or you can be all out. And we're gonna be in, so just keep that in mind. Right, doing in, doing a chicken head dance. Yes, yes. But we have a lot to get into with Aunt May's tea today, because there's some stuff that's going down. And then we're gonna we have a very serious topic um, to talk about um, for the king size issue that is just outrageous but it has really taken off in a negative way so we'll get into that uh-huh. a bit later but I wanted to add something in Aunt May's tea because this has been talked about and we kind of touched on it a little bit before but we are less than a month out for Wonder Woman and that movie's coming out but there's something going on with this movie for example or lack thereof Yes, <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of ads and stuff for this and at one point I was like okay I've seen, I live in Los Angeles so we are gonna see stuff before most of you will unless I'm in China we'll mostly see a lot of this before um, a lot of you do and so I, I took it upon myself on Saturday to like go and like look for it because again in Los Angeles we have billboards and where I live I live right very close to Universal um, studios or Universal and then Universal um, NBC so I live very close to that so I can usually they'll put up big billboards on that street going down that way haven't seen any of those yet now I did see some of the toys um, but it was like a one section piece in Walmart I went into Toys R Us nothing Target nothing Um, again there was the Dr. Pepper Coke. I'm like, who's drinking Dr. Pepper anyway? But then I, I saw some of those. But I, I, I'm now wondering what is going on because sometimes when you don't see a lot of advertising, that's sending a message that something is they didn't like the movie and people don't want to put no money in it. And mm. I feel that. Well, I'm just gonna say it. That it's a female lead movie mm-hmm. directed by a female mm-hmm. and the big wigs at top aka the rich middle middle-aged white men don't want to see a woman get all their coins so they're going to say oh that we this movie wasn't didn't do well at the box office so let's not put a woman in the lead anymore let's not put a woman behind the uh, the the camera anymore just to prove a point yeah and and I'm feeling like 
a little bit of that, but then again, it does scare me a little bit because again, sometimes when, when advertisers don't get into it, it's because they've either seen the movie or think it's not going to make enough money or they think it's bad. So I'm a little concerned because I was looking at the numbers and so far I think she has about two or three um, like videos or like YouTube, you know, trailer, whatever. But right now, Justice League has six. Um, and I'm like six. This movie's not even coming out that that, that soon. Um, there's no billboards up in Los Angeles with her. But there's been billboards up with you know um, Guardians of the Galaxy. There were billboards up for movies that nobody really wanted to see. Um, <laughs> like I remember Warcraft had of a huge, um, a huge billboard near Universal Studios. Um, just uh, and the, and I don't. And I live I live very close to W. Be Warner Brothers basically, and that's in Burbank, and I can easily go. It takes me less than than ten minutes to get there, and I have not seen much over there either. There's that one billboard, but it's not like anything else. So I'm like, I'm just concerned that they're not giving enough. I don't see a lot of ads for the toys, and I bought one of the dolls this weekend because um, I just like I feel like I needed to, but it was just again I don't see a lot of stuff for it, and I don't see a lot of. I don't see Gaul like on TV shows, you know, and they go on like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. I haven't seen that. Right. Now, granted, she's pregnant, but I also remember Kerry Washington, who was pregnant, was going on these shows too. So I'm just saying that. Mm. It's yeah, it's it's kind of troubling. Yeah. To say the least. And so you know, I'm gonna give them a tad bit of benefit of that. I'm gonna wait till March second. I mean, not May second because June second is when the movie comes out. So they'll have one month. But that is next week. So if we don't, if I don't start seeing stuff, and I'm gonna drop around again and take pictures and stuff, but if I don't see anything, then we need to start raising some hell. And some of you on Twitter are already doing that, and that's great. Uh, I just want, I just want it to be like, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna give you a little bit of the doubt here. But again, for the fact that I have not seen much, and someone said that uh, well, they did a lot of advertising for her for Batman Superman. I'm like, no, that doesn't count. This is her own movie. This is the first. Comparing two different fucking things. Yes, that's apples and trash. So you can't sit up there right. and do that. So I'm like, I don't care if y'all gave her a lot of advertising at that point. This is her standalone movie. This is her first standalone movie. This is not like, you know, Batman who's had 12 and Superman who's had 60. You know what I'm saying? This is hers. So y'all need to give her some shine. Especially when Black Panther has been giving... The Dorja Maje, and again, I'm pronouncing their name wrong, some some shout outs, and they're in their major clip, and they got those little t shirts and hoodies, if y'all saw that online too, um, that, that the crew is wearing. So I'm just saying, they're doing more for them than we've seen being done for Wonder Woman. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's. Mm. And uh, production for Black Panther wrapped up here recently in mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they need to get their shit together. And those people that say that, oh, she got her advertisement in Batman versus Superman, you're basically saying that Wonder Woman, to be successful, she has to be featured alongside men. And that's just so further from the truth. That's very true. And it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still trying to have the hope, but it's scary <laughs> and I'm trying not to like doubt but again right. I'm just like I'm trying to have a little bit of hope that's all I'm trying to have so we'll see we'll see how that goes they got a little bit of time a little bit <laughs> right alright so let's move on into some stuff so we'll get into non-geeky stuff but gay stuff so um, there's an anthology out there called Black Boy Feelings um, that kind of came out um, this past week, and the neat thing is, it's, kind of, it's a book of it's a book, and it has a collection of uh, about a hundred poems, essays, and photos and art, talking about black men expressing their feelings on things from police brutality and uh, you know stereotypes and being romantic and all those things, things that you know sometimes we are kind of chastised for or you know labeled as being too you know, sissy-ish <laughs> because we have feelings. Um, so this came out and some people have been raving about how great it is um, because it feels like something that will actually celebrate 
black men being caring beings and not so hard. Yeah, I saw this. The uh, creators were uh, Richard Bryan and uh, Jenna Lindo, mm-hmm. um, both graduates of HBCUs. And I saw um, when I was looking this, some of this information up, I saw some of the uh, some of the poems, uh, some of the pictures in it, and it was really it was good to see that there's some positivity or some kind of. Um, conversation towards masculinity especially in the black community because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oftentimes we're off we're either too focused on hyper masculinity which we talked about in an earlier episode or we go to the extreme as this ultra feminine because there's no because in the gay black community there's either the down low hyper masculine dude or ultra feminine wears makeup black gay guy mm-hmm. there's no in between and those are the stereotypes that we have to break down yeah and there's so many facets to us as queer people of color and so you know a lot of, we're not saying anything is wrong but we, but we would like to see a mix because not all of us you know I, I come from the south I grew up a certain way I don't believe in being you know, hoish for no reason or something like that. Like, you know, I've never smoked weed. There's so many things we, all of us are different in so many ways and we can't showcase everything, but it'd be nice to have something in the middle every once in a while. And I feel like with this with this book, we're seeing so much because again, for some reason, our the toxic masculinity within our community is just ridiculous like it's hell it's like if you eat a certain cereal you're gay if you have if your keychain is purple you're gay or you know it's like stupid stuff and then if you if you use an umbrella you're gay if you don't moisturize your skin <laughs> then you're gay if you don't wash your ass you're gay I'm like okay so that's yes because the hotepness is real out there like they like too many of these black men are celebrating a hotepness. So I'm like, that's nothing to be proud of. That you are 20 years behind the times. So I'm glad this book is out here. I hope more black men take a look at it and do get in tune with their emotions. There's nothing wrong with expressing yourself or feeling a Beyonce song or crying when you watch Scooby Doo or I don't know just something. There's nothing wrong with none of that. Just I don't. That's why I always say this is the best part about being gay is I have been allowed to to express myself. You know, and and, and, uh-huh. and just be able to just be. You know, I don't need to, you know, masculine or deepen my voice or grab my, my crotch or whatever. I just be. And I feel like that's the freedom that I have as a queer man. So I can do that. And I wish more hetero, like hetero men just, just let it go. Just be free. If you want to put in some weave because you want longer braids, to do it. <laughs> right, and it. if you want to do the choreography to Beyonce single ladies, then you just go here. Or if you want to hit Angela Wimbush's notes, do it. Don't right. <laughs> just do it. Okay, come on, man. Just let's wake out of this. <laughs> exactly. So let's get into some comic book news. Comic book movies news. Yeah, it seems to be a lot. It is. So Fox announced that they were they're going to release, and they announced their top their three movies for next year. And there are the the New Mutants, mm-hmm. Deadpool two, mm-hmm. and the Dark Phoenix. Oh. So let's go from <laughs> best to worst. Yes. So I. I, I yeah, I, I would say Deadpool is, is best. Right. And I think because, you know, they, they have the right casting. The first one was great. I enjoy it. I've watched it multiple times. Um, and I trust it because, again, we gave us, they, they gave us Ryan and as Deadpool. We got Leslie Uggams, who's coming back in her role. We had Negashi, I'm messing up her name. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yes, we got her, and she was great. Yeah, we even got a good Colossus, because, you know, Colossus was in the other movies, but he didn't really speak. But we got a real Colossus in this one. So I have more faith in this coming out. 
than anything else. And man, that played Colossus was fine as fuck. <laughs> yeah, the one who played Colossus in the other movies, he is cute. He was also in um, um, the Twilight movies, too. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Which I'm ashamed to say I looked at, but I had to. I had to research, so. <laughs> I had to look at that. Um, but New Mutants. New Mutants is new. Yeah, I was, I'm interested in New Mutants. Because um, I, I did some research, and if what holds true that they're going to keep with the original uh, team, so it would be Wolfsbane, Moonstar, mm-hmm. Cannonball, Sunspot, Magic, and later Warlock. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this, there's some diversity in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also rumored that uh, Storm, which was played by Alexandra Ship in Apocalypse, is supposed to be in there. Uh, Professor X, James McAvoy, is supposed to renew his character um, I'm interested in this, and this is supposed to come out on April 13th mm-hmm. of next year. Deadpool 2 is supposed to come out June 1st of next year. Mm-hmm. And with New Mutants, uh, you know, it'll be fun because Magic is a very interesting character. Um, I will say back in the day, back in the New Teen Titans and New Mutants, then there was always comparison with them and New Mutants and X-Men too, because they were all in that same field. Um, and Magic was kind of their raven, for those of you who who love Raven from Teen Titans. Magic was something like that. She's also the sister of Colossus. Um, so, and they're going to be tackling Demon Bear, that's the rumor. Um, and that storyline was amazing too, which has a lot to do with Danny, who's Moonstar. Um, and so... And Danny is, uh, queer, right? No, that's Karma. And Karma was, and I'm a little upset that Karma's not mentioned, because I love Karma. Um, Karma is, she's Vietnamese, and she is queer. And she has the power to control, to control you. Her powers are psychic as well as Mirage's or Moonstar. Moonstar. Mirage was her first name. Or was the first name she was given as a new mutant, and then I think she became Moonstar. Um, but Danny Moonstar, her powers are she can bring out your worst fears or your worst desires, uh, or your best desires. Um, and so, you know, I'm a little upset that we won't see Karma. Um, but if you want to know more about Karma, check out um, Marvel Team Up 100, um, the first volume where it's Superman. Not, ooh, wow, Spider-Man, um, Fantastic Four, and X-Men, and her. And also, you get the first story of Storm and Black Panther when they met as kids. Uh, but anyway, uh, she's not let's in get that. To movie. The, the elephant in the room. Yeah, that's so. The next, the, the dark, next, literally yes. for the Dark Phoenix, I just have the date that it's supposed to go out. I don't have anything else because I, I don't have anything else. I'm like, because I'm actually watching. I'm going through the animated series, and I'm on like the last episode of the Dark Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. So, IGN had a really good post about five things that they need to get right, and in, in this uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, I would add one more uh, to them as far as not throwing all of this history into one movie. They need to break it up into at least two. Because you can't have all of this story, this backline, you can't have all the story into one movie and then expect it to be cohesive. So you need Mm -hmm. to introduce the Shi'ar, you need to introduce Lalandra, you need to introduce the Imperial, Imperial Guard, you need to introduce uh, Black Tom Cassidy, Banshee, Juggernaut. You need to introduce the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. even though they were in first class. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could do that in one movie. That's true. Now, do keep in mind, they, they after that Days of Future Past, they rebooted things slightly. So therefore, we could get the Hellfire Club a, a new right. version. If they do two movies to make it somewhat clean, they could have them, you know, they could be like, since they will be a little bit older, I guess. Um, I think it's, they, I, I want to assume 10 years further, maybe, maybe. Um, if that's the case, then they can do that to where they've already been X-Men for a while and they and then they encounter a Hellfire Club and then they really realized, you know, then they, you know, half our club realized what Gene can do, and then they go for Gene, and then 
but also the Shi'ar knows that it's a lot more to what her powers are. They're not this extra power they were granted to her and how they would do it they have to really get into that space piece the second movie can be all about the the fate of the phoenix where it's like she's already done some damage and this is about what happens next with that price right. it's a big story to tell it's huge it's one like it's one of if not the biggest stories in comic books yeah and it's it shouldn't be taken lightly and going back to that article with ign they said they have to center it around the plight of Cyclops trying to save Jean Grey. Because mm-hmm. back in the last stand, they made it somehow against uh, about Wolverine, yeah. and that like really? fucked it all up. Yeah. Not to mention they had the Dark Phoenix as a footnote into the Cure, and they tried to mix those two stories mm-hmm. lines together, which didn't make sense. No. And they also they they have to go to space. You can't have a Phoenix storyline mm-hmm. and it still be in our, on Earth, yeah, that is stupid on so many levels. True, because what and I think I said this before. What I thought three X three should have been was they could have focused on the cure. Jean could have came back, and she could have been great, good, but she could have been using powers they like we've never seen you do this before. And then X four could have been going into the Dark Phoenix. Like we could have like have an introduction of her powers in three, as as because she could have been the one that like. I can cure them all. And then it's like, oh, so what is this power you have? You was able to cure people who took this drug. Then the next movie could have been about let's explore what your powers are, and then you go mad, and then whatever, whatever. So I, I want them to take care of this and do it really well. And yes, focus on Cyclops or focus on them becoming a team because the neat thing about that, that period of time that um, the X-Men was being written was they were actually learning what it was to fight true villains and what it was to be a team because before they had to deal with gene or the false gene it was because phoenix wasn't really gene gray it was a, a copy actually um they dealt with um mora mctaggart's son proteus proteus yeah and so they dealt with that and then right after that was the hellfire club and then dark phoenix so I feel like that was the period of time they were learning about who they were as heroes as they were, and who they were as individuals. So this should be a very... We need a movie that defines them as a team. Right. Uh, and, and it has to be about the struggle that Jean is having. Yeah. It has, you have to... That's the whole thing is that she got... The Phoenix took to, to her and then got manipulated by the Hellfire Club into being the Dark Phoenix. So we have to see that push and pull, that torment of the mind, especially they could do some kind of uh, astral plane type battlefield against the Gene and then the Dark Phoenix. They Mm -hmm. could do something like that. Like they did in Apocalypse where uh, Xavier was fighting um, Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. It just, it has to be believable and I'm going to say, like, my expectations are less than zero on <laughs> this movie. Yeah, I, I hope they take a take a note from the Harry Potter movies, especially the ones who did have to do the two separate ones. They were able to really give us a, some good movies, you know. So if they, you know, please take a note of how Harry Potter did it. Don't take too much notes from how... <laughs> Those damn Lord of the Ring movies, because Lord. But still, I mean, that was they had some good moments in those movies. I'm not going to shade it completely. But um, take some take some notes from the Harry Potter films when they had to split it and give us two good movies. Um, don't just don't mess this up, because again, this is the second time, right? And all eyes are on them on this. So the fact they announced it, they know, right? They know, and that fight, the fight between the Imperial Guard and the X Men, has to be like out of this world. To not to do a pun, but it has to be huge, mm-hmm. especially when they're fighting for Gene. When it's when the uh, Shi'ar says either Gene has to Gene has to die, basically. Mm-hmm. When they said that, it has to be that fight has to be bigger than big. Mm-hmm. And anything less than I am going to side out it from here to Timbuktu. I agree. It has to be 
super solid. And again, that's a good point. You think about um, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, and that huge fight. It right. has to be at that level. It has to be beyond that level because it's cosmic. So yeah. we're fighting, they're fighting beings of another world. So it has to be, and they're on the dark side of the blue moon, weren't they? So yeah. it has to be big. But yeah, yeah I'm, as you can see, I'm very passionate about the Phoenix Saga because at its core, the Phoenix Saga to me is a love story. Yeah, it is. And I'm very passionate as well um, from the comic standpoint because that was one of the, when I began collecting comics, um, that was the first, that was the first thing I started with. Um, a friend of, a friend of mine had a, bro, he had like one of the comics. I didn't realize how expensive it was to collect the original Phoenix Saga, <laughs> but I had that one. And I remember I, I found out it was a trade, and I got the trade, and I was, and that's what got me into them, was that. And so, you know, I again, my heart was broken with three. I don't want to go through that again. Right, because I, <laughs> they can't get these hands. They can. Because so. Britton Ratner already, uh, I already got an ass kicking on layaway for him. <laughs> he does. So I'm just saying, we will be paying attention to this, whatever they do with it. They, I feel like they know. They know a lot is riding with them, and I hope they do their best. So that's all we can do they is ha- just hope. They have to uh, consult with Chris Claremont and you know the original people that did the story. Mm-hmm. They have to. That's true. That's true. Speaking of Marvel, on the comic book side of things, they are they are Marvel does not. They are not having the best of time right now. Bless their hearts. Um, so they released Secret Empire. That's their hopefully last event for a while, but I don't think so. Um, and what it is the Secret Empire is basically going to be about Hydra and how Captain America has always been a member of them forever. He's a, he's a he's been basically noted as he's always been evil, but he's been brainwashed to be good, kind of. Um, but there's been issues with the fact of this Secret Empire launch. So it's based on Hydra. And if you are uh, a fan of Hydra, uh, not a fan of Hydra, but a fan, <laughs> a fan of Marvel, you know Hydra was is another was founded as another wing of the Nazis. Um, in fact, the beginnings of Captain America comics was he was fighting Nazis. He was fighting them. They were another branch. We saw a little bit of that in the first movie. You know, the first soldier. Um, where he was fighting this. And so, you know, some people don't have the best feeling when it comes about Hydra. Um, so they've been trying to remix Hydra to where it's not rooted in Nazism, but it has been. So you really can't erase that, but they've been trying to do that. But one of their pictures, one of their um, things they were trying to do when they were trying to promote Secret Empire was trying to have, you know, store owners like wear t shirts that had like Hydra on it or something you know where they were acting like they were a part of that and that really rubbed a lot of store owners the wrong way because some of them were saying well you know my grandfather was was in the holocaust or i don't want to associate myself with something of hate and especially the current client we're seeing neo-nazis pop up you know in favor of trump so it's been a very negative experience and again some people are not happy that you know captain america is considered a, a hydra agent um and so there's been a lot of controversy with this from the gate, but I, I don't know what they can do. But they've really been trying to remix the history of of Hydra. They've been trying to remix it and try to do it with like Dark Child beat. I'm like, <laughs> look, some of this shit, and then they wonder why oh sales are down. Oh, we don't understand why sales are down. Well, let's just blame it on the colors and the women. Then that'll get them. You do this stupid ass promotion and expect people to bend over backwards trying to do it. No, Hydra is Hydra is synonymous with Nazism, and there's no two ways about it. And for you to expect people to associate themselves with this Hydra slash Nazism and uh, expect them to say hail Hydra and all that crap, are you got to be out your fucking mind? Yeah, I apologize. My phone was not on mute, but now it is. But anyway, um, I, I, 
like I said, I understand trying to separate it, but I feel like they, it's kind of hard to do that, especially again with our current climate. And so I think what they what they need to do is just really focus on trying to figure out how to handle the fallout and how to handle that fallout well, because that's been a big issue right now. Well, this is what happens when you try to keep on recycle content that has been done to death and you don't allow any new content creators to come through the pipe. You keep on saying, doing these same old tired-ass cliche storylines, then you wonder why sales are down, and that, that's always why a, a lot of people are saying go independent by, you know, other comic books like Bitch Planet, like all those others, because they have new content, they have new characters, they have new storylines. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know. But um, this is going to be very interesting, especially when con season coming up. So I know Marvel's going to have to probably talk about it um, and really talk about the diversity issue. And it's going to be a hot topic at Comic-Con. So I, I, I'm a little excited to see how the conversation plays out. I really hope they are learning from this. Um, and I hope that they come out a little bit you know, better at the end of it all. Because you know, sometimes you make these mistakes and it's like, okay, what can we learn from it? And I hope that's what they're doing right now is sitting around thinking, okay, what can we learn from this experience? Because this was not the best thing to do, you know, as we're trying to survive as a company, this was not the best steps to make. So hopefully they are learning from this. But yeah, the, that this whole, the, I guess, campaign they were doing with the t-shirts and, you know, the, that wasn't really something they wanted to do. And, they, and I feel like they was not aware that some of these people do have families who suffered because of the Holocaust and they didn't think how that would come across. So, mm, just think a little bit harder next time, Marvel. Maybe they can ask United for uh, their <laughs> advertising people. Yeah. That's true. That's in our last piece, DC. Speaking of DC, now DC seems to be um, doing a little bit better with stuff, but you know this could be taken either way. So, as you know, we, we knew that Young Justice was coming back, and we're all excited for that, the long-awaited third season. But today, they announced that um, not only is it coming back, but it's not coming up uh, coming on Netflix, though. It's going to come on their brand-new digital network. <laughs> and not only that, they are bringing a live-action Titans as well. on a lot of fronts. <laughs> so why do so you when, think it's stupid? Why do you think it's stupid? So when Young Justice was on cable networks, mm -hmm. it was on at random times on Cartoon Network. So it didn't have enough time to have a following. So they took it off and put it on Netflix where everybody found it. So now you put the new season on another platform which we'll probably have to pay to get the new content and you're already already alienating your consumer base it's just like what they did what they're doing for the new star trek series with sonique they put it on cbs's new online platform and expect people to pay for it you're already alienating that consumer base that would was otherwise watch it on your network on the tv so already you're putting your foot you're already doing stupid shit mm -hmm. and I, I just don't understand like these cable providers they're already TV is going downhill it's been going downhill ever since all these monopolies have started coming together and you can only go with this or that otherwise you're screwed so why would you then branch out and do another segment the market that, that way? That doesn't to me that doesn't make sense. Yeah, unless they're really trying to play early to be on these Roku's and these, you know, these slings 
and the Amazon Fire Stick, let's say trying to play on where we can offer you this on these devices. I, but I feel like it's so risky because not everybody is doing that yet. Um, so I don't know what they were thinking with this. And again, plus these these this type of channel or streaming services or whatever, will they have the budget? You know, like right to give us a good Titans because you got Starfire, who would need a lot of CGI. You have Raven who would need that. And if they're gonna bring in Cyborg, oh my God, which I hope they don't. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big Cyborg fan, but or any of those characters, you know, you're gonna have to have a good budget. You know, think about like when when Agent of, of Shield brought in um, Ghost Rider. Yes, they that was cute, but that, they had to get rid of them because that was costing too much money. So I'm just I'm saying, well, they have the money to give us the Titans that we like. You know, like again, we got Starfire between Starfire and Raven. That's a lot, and so, right. um, or even Beast Boy, because he's gonna change. So I mean, that's that's gonna be money. Are they gonna have this money to do that? Um, or you know, what could it have been a Netflix series? Couldn't could they take a risk and make Titans a, a limited series on you know on um on a not a, a Netflix, but they could have made one on YouTube. They could have took it to Showtime. You know, take a risk like they're doing with American Gods on on um, Stars. They could have tried that. I would have been down for that. Yeah, I, it seems like this was a, a dumb business decision, and it really needs to be rethought before actual launch date. Because if you do, like I said, you're going to already alienate some of your consumers. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know for damn sure if it's a paid subscription i'm not getting it yeah so i'm assuming it's gonna be one of those free streaming services like you know again like with roku it'll be like you get this you get that and you get this which is cool but again i'm i'm also worried about you know the budget and how would it look would it look cheap <laughs> you know so i'm like i don't want to a point i don't want to see it so cause, right because supergirl looked cheap for for a good minute and so i'm just like I ain't got time for that when I can just, you know, wait till you, you know, go on, um, I keep saying YouTube, but when Netflix come out, I can see some good quality Marvel stuff, so, just saying. Yeah, they're going to have uh, Cyborg looking like Barrett from Final Fantasy VII, and I'm like, <laughs> come on now, like. Looking like Robocop from the first movie, so. <laughs> right, like he just stepped out of the 80s in the DeLorean, come on now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is. It's been some interesting news up in this because you know we're getting close. I always feel like in the summer we get a lot of stuff that's coming out. But speaking of um, American Gods, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because it premieres this weekend. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that series. It looks like it would be good, um, and it's funny that's coming out before the weekend in the vine because basically they're kind of the same. Uh-huh. Story kind of not much, but it deals with gods and everything else. So, you know, we'll talk a little more about that next week. But do you have anything else on the tea table? We have some drag to talk about. Oh, I forgot. We've been talking about comics so much. <laughs> so, yeah, drag happened. Drag race happened <laughs> last last week. And so this episode already had bored me <laughs> because they had to do a Kardashian the musical. So I was like, okay. So, yeah, um, I, that's why I didn't watch. Cause that's what I'm I'm like, hmm. So we're going to go through this real quick. Um, so they were divided up in, uh, Alexis, she was the winner of the, the mini challenge, mm-hmm. gave them different parts, she was actually Kris Jenner, which she actually killed, um, Black China, Nina Brown won it, Black China, but it, that ended up going to Shay, and Nina was all bitter about it, and it was to the point where it was very off-putting. Like, they had to address it in dance rehearsal. Then they addressed it on the main stage, and where Michelle said, this is a big red flag. Like, you pouting like this is a big red flag. Um, Excuse me. The bottom two ended up being Cynthia, Lee Fontaine, and Pheromone. Pheromone was, I think she was Chloe. uh, I, I don't know these little girls, though. I don't know the Kardashians. 
Um, and Cynthia was Kim, and her Kim was like, well, it was like bad theater, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. So neither one of them go home. Eureka ends up going home. So they said that because of her knee, which she had uh, injured in the cheerleading challenge a couple of weeks back, the doctor said it wasn't healthy for her to continue on in the competition. So she was going, sent home, but given an open invitation to come back for next season, which I thought was cute. And I was like, that's good. But then I got to thinking, she made a reference to the knee one time this episode, and now all of a sudden we see her on crutches and whatnot. I don't like how, I'll say this again and I'll keep on saying this, I don't like how the producers edit this, this show. It's gone very, very, it's almost too edited that it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so we'll see next, what's going to happen next episode. And by the way, next episode is the Snatch Game, so it's the episode where everybody wants to watch. Yeah. So we'll be live tweeting along with BGM Podcast and Lemonade Show at 8 o'clock Fridays. Use the hashtag drag y'all. And is Aja still there? Yes, Aja is still there. She <sighs> was, okay. she did okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't anything to write home about. I think she's a filler queen along with Cynthia and a couple of others. I don't have any standouts maybe Shay um I love Nina but that that pouting that self-sabotage that Rue yeah. put it it's gonna it's gonna get her hmm. Hmm. but anyway that's all I have for drag alright well we're gonna take a break we're gonna put this table up and then we're gonna come back and then we're gonna talk about some interesting stuff that men are doing these days so we'll be back in a minute Jericho, the president of Starlight Music. But only her friends, the holograms, Kimber, Aja, and Shayna, know that Jerrica is also Jim. But we're the misfits. Our songs are better. We are the misfits. The misfits. And we're gonna get her. Jim, truly outrageous. And they're each sold separately from Hasbro. Jim! Alright, so we are back and we're gonna talk about um, a very interesting topic um, that has been really burning up the internets. Um, and I first heard about it from my friend, um, Christo. He told me about it because he's always telling me all the horrible things gay people are doing to each other. <laughs> um, so he let me know this. And it's called Steffing. Steffing. Steffling. Ugh. Can I say it? Stealthing. Stealthing, yeah. Um, and so what this is, is apparently um, men are empowered to remove the condom during sex. But they're doing it without the consent of the other partner. So you're lying down. Some of us may be face down. And somewhere in between, you know, taking it in, taking it out, they take it off the condom and, and still having sex with you. Now, there is a... A group who are, who are really pushing this and supporting this by um, telling people that you should be spreading your seed, you should be, um, you know, doing this because this is your right as a man. <laughs> yeah. So to back up a little bit, we uh, I read the article on Refinery Twenty Nine, mm -hmm. and to give you a a more um, definitive definition steel thing is the practice of non-consensually removing a condom during sex and people which rightfully so 
have deemed this extremely violating and have it's basically rape mm-hmm. and sexual assault and this happens not just in the gay community but in the heterosexual community as well you see a lot of these people that during either vaginal or anal sex remove the condom and their partners don't know about it until weeks later when maybe they get tested for an STI or they get an unwanted pregnancy. And so this is this carries some serious weight. And the group that you're referring to, uh, let me go back to this. Because I saw this and like I was looking at this this morning and I was like, oh my God, these people are so gross. This group is called the Bareback Brotherhood. And they basically promote, like you said, touting your seed over the galaxy, like this one kind of hellish broad uh, remake or something. Yeah. And it's just like, I can understand Bareback. I, Bareback is fun, Bareback is fine, it feels good, what have you. But that has to come to two meetings, meetings of the mind. Yeah. It can't be like, oh, I want this, and the other person doesn't, and then you just take it anyway. And that's a, another problem. Uh, I feel like in the the gay community, especially these tops, they feel that bottoms are your short bottoms are submissive, or you can be you know a power power bottom, whatever. But generally, these bottoms are submissive, which means to some of these tops and probably these people in this bareback brotherhood that to be a bottom is to be completely submissive and I'll do what I want with you just because it's my right. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is gross on so many levels. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it is just, you think about, you know, gay men and some of their insecurities, like some people are tops because of insecurities, not because they like it, it's because they want to feel dominant and feel like a man. And I think some have adapted this as a way to express that. Now, as you was mentioning, you know, barebacking, barebacking is usually, it, that, that happens in our community. It happens. But most of the time, people are aware of it. You know, people will tell you like on the apps or at whatever they, you know, promote, you know, what they're doing or what they, whatever is, they'll say, I'm a, you know, I'm in the barebacking, blah, blah, blah. So usually, you know, that John is a, you know, he likes to bear back. You know that going into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, okay, I'm hook up with John. John likes to bear back. I know that versus, oh, he's he's using a condom, but then next thing I know, I see it on the side <laughs> of the bed. You know, there's two different things with that because, as you were saying, barebacking is fun if you have the the consent to do it. I mean, if both parties are aware of it and they are aware of the risk and you, or you've been tested already or you're in a relationship already, you know, things like that. If y'all, if you know each other's status, then you can do it and you feel good about it, you know, but if none of this, this, this whole, let me take it off so I can feel like a man, that's insecurity. That's what all that is. Insecurity exactly. that is toxic masculinity that is foolishness. So they see that, and then some people are questioning, is it rape or rape adjacent? Jason, to me, it is in the same, it is the realm, it's in that realm of rape, because it's not consensual. You're lying to me, you're deceiving me, you are taking advantage of a situation. Um, you're basically putting me in danger because you want to feel like a man. Right, and then that, that goes, okay, what's the legal uh, the legal definition of rape or sexual assault, and to me, it, this is sexual assault and rape. Mm-hmm. And in fact, of uh, that article on Refinery Twenty Nine, they said that a man in Switzerland was convicted just of this, and Julian Assange was accused of multiple times by women of tampering with uh, the condom or non-consensual sex with them. So it's getting out there, and people need to be aware of this. And speaking of Julian, for those of you who don't know Julian Assange, Julian Assange is the kind of the headmistress of WikiLeaks, who um, basically who's he's he's been hiding, he's been hiding from the courts because he's supposed to be tried on this. While he's up here, you know, working with the Russians and you know causing Hillary to lose and what have you, he's supposed to be standing trial for this stuff. 
So that tells you a little bit about the people who are involved when it comes to this type of activity. Um, but it also tells you how, you know, dangerous it can be because, yeah, you can be tried. You can be put in jail or prison for this. Um, but, yeah, th- there's an online community. Yeah, I, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to click on their website because mm-hmm. I felt, then I felt like I was almost consenting to it or mm-hmm. in a way allowing myself to be immersed in that kind of environment or I, I, I didn't feel comfortable looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't so, want to do it either. Yeah, it it's just, like like I said, going back to these dominant, these tops that feel like to be a bottom is to be a bitch or you're mine, so that means I control your whole body. And if you role-playing, and if that's y'all's kink, what have you, go forth and prosper. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the understanding that my body is my body, and up to the point where we are naked and you're about to insert yourself in me, I have a right to say no. Mm-hmm. So I don't... It really pisses me off that a lot of guys feel like they are entitled just because I will, I'll shake some booty meat for you, then you think that it's yours and I have to have your name tattooed on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... And that's it's interesting because again it comes down to their insecurities and why they feel they can do these things um and as you mentioned before you know a lot of us like the role playing so it's like to be like yeah treat me like this hoe this bitch what have you you know both on both sides of the game you know men and women we, we we like you know those games at times but again that is because we have talked about it or we could you know we know we're walking into um, you know, we think about, you know, bondage or what have you, or S&M. Like, these are things like you, you are aware of the rules. You are aware of what's happening. But what this is, is, to me, this is rape. This yeah, you're is playing violation. with somebody's life. Yeah, this you is know? violation. This is total disrespect. So, you know, you know, community, fam, y'all need to pay attention to this. Um, you know, there's times you want to get hot and heavy, but y'all need to know who you playing with because who knows if they believe in this foolishness or not and don't don't down yourself into where you are accepting this you know what I'm saying because some of y'all might feel like oh he's so fine though and I ain't gonna get nobody this fine so I'll let him do it no 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 don't do that either this is your body your life you know don't look at him like he might be the only way I get some no just don't put yourself in those situations you love yourself enough to where you get the person who's going to respect you, respect your body, and respect your wishes. And it all goes back down to the what we talked about earlier in Aunt May's Tea, the, um, the black boy feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels that as though if we don't love ourselves, then we somehow deserve whatever happens to us. Mm-hmm. And that can't be further from the truth. And sometimes I know I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like some of the things I've done in the past, oh, well, maybe that I do deserve some of the shit that happens to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of queer people of color, queer men of color, uh, do this as well. Especially this this crazy, heinous act that they're doing. And that's why you see the increasing rates of uh, HIV transmissions. You already saw that Atlanta is becoming damn near like a third world country as far as HIV rates. Mm-hmm. And it's already prevalent in the gay black community as is. So you know the dudes out there are partaking in this crap. Hmm. I mean, it's... It's just ridiculous. It is. And I just, we want to talk about it today because we want to make sure that y'all are aware of what's happening, but also to make sure you don't become a person who's taking part of this, or if you have been, that you go seek help. 
um, because we don't want we don't want this to continue on not not just in our community but overall it's just so it, like I said before it's so disrespectful and to know that somebody is not respecting your body and your life like that like think of it that way they're not respecting your life because they're trying to get a nut think about it somebody's trying to get a nut so much that they would disrespect your life so keep that in mind because you know I anytime that I've been with a man where he goes where he goes up there mostly pretty much 99% of the time is because I know him or I I like him because I don't let anybody run up in me now I might fool around with you but if you gonna run up in me it's because I like you like I know of you we've you know we've been to um, Cheesecake Factory more than once like something like that but I don't I don't want somebody that I don't trust to run up in me and y'all should feel the same way you don't want somebody to run up in you you don't trust I get that there's times like I just gotta get something going you can do that but still have some sense of like I want to feel safe and I want to enjoy it so let me know something about you but also let me know that you're gonna respect my body and my wishes right Uh, I think that it's this uh whole this this whole act is becoming more prevalent in the gay community because we have all these things such as prep you know to help with combating stis and uh hiv transmission so a lot of these young girls think that oh just because i'm on prep oh i'm completely saved or uh protected and that's not true either you know the only real protection from stis and hiv and also unwanted pregnancies for you females is is abstinence and you know that's ain't gonna work not not what our fast asses out there and ain't gonna work so yeah it's it's oh goodness this is this is an interesting topic to talk about and i really want you know, some of y'all to go and check it out for yourself and read some of the stories. But again, also have conversations with your friends about this too. And, and hopefully none of y'all are doing this to other people, but hopefully if you feel like this could happen to you, that you really kind of check the moment, you know, even if you need to stop to be like, wait a minute, let, let, let me just look around and see what you got. Or be slick, have a mirror in front of <laughs> you. Like, let's watch each other, meaning you get to watch him do what he needs to do. Because, you know, when you in the heat of things you're not thinking or even if you are to the point where you're like oh my god we're doing this but okay we're doing it no you have to you feel free to stop and make sure that things are doing things are going the way that it should be going right just because that blood is flowing somewhere else don't mean that you can't think yeah That's and true. also make sure you get tested mm-hmm. we're coming up on pride week well pride month in june and so you really need to get tested even if you are in a committed monogamous relationship mm-hmm. some of that some of those can be dormant um a lot of these stis are uh, becoming resistant to some of these treatments so you really need to get tested as well because you don't want to spread it to somebody and you especially don't want to spread it to somebody that you love true that's a whole different thing right Oh shoot! Let's see. This is yeah. It's a big issue, and it it, it tackles so many things. Like you said, it tackles toxic masculinity. It tackles body shaming. It tackles confidence. It tackles so much that our community has to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! So y'all keep that in mind. I mean, we hate to kind of end on that note, but this is what we think is important to talk about it and for y'all to be aware of it. So, yeah, I hope you take something from that because, again, this is something that is, I mean, I'm sure it's older than what we have seen recently, but it's just something now that's really becoming a big thing. And please be careful out there. Please be careful. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod and Megashine. I am at Porter Pizzazz, and Victor is at Wonderman5. Visit our website at themegashine.com. Follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, I haven't logged in Instagram in, like, forever. 
Uh, what else? Make sure you go get your tickets. Tickets go on sale for Universal FanCon on April 27th. So be ready. Get that money together mm-hmm. and look out for that. Anything else before we get up out of here? No. Again, like I said, you know, be safe, play safe, and all that goodness. So we will see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. All right. Bye.